I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This episode is intended for mature audience as it contains adult language. I really, really enjoy sex. Can we talk about your G-spot, Gammy? What you want to talk about my G-spot? What about it? Have you found it? Do you know where she is? I, I just found her recently. And I don't want this to end up with me on the couch, okay? What's up, everybody? I'm Gammy, and this is Positively Gam. Every week, I have raw, in-depth conversation with inspirational people pushing for change on everything from relationships, aging, politics, wellness, to the current issues facing the Black community. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about sex after 50. Yes! Joining me is Dr. Tiffany Davis-Henry, one of the most sought-after licensed sex and relationship experts. She even has her own private practice in Atlanta called Intimate Details. And those are exactly the kind of details we all really want to know. So, Dr. Tiffany, tell me more about Intimate Details. And why did you land on that particular name? That's such a good question, Gabby. So, like, when I started thinking about the type of work that I knew I wanted to do within my um, psychotherapy practice, like, I wanted a name that really resonated with the work, but also kind of clued people in that it, what we're going to be talking about is intimate, but it is within those details that the work and the healing and the transformation actually happens. Now, I've found that the women appreciate that name. The men are like, oh, no, that means she's getting ready to get in my business. I don't think I want to go. It's kind of a double-edged sword. Some people love it, and then some people are very, very skeptical. But 
you know, it is the intimate details that I'm after. And I can't really help with those, you know, whether it's mental health challenges or sexual challenges without getting to those intimate details. So that's why I picked that. Do you find that your practice is more individuals or does it end up being more couples? It's, I would say it's a good mix of both. And it's also a really good mix of a very, I just have a very diverse clientele. So I see lots of women, lots of straight couples, lots of gay couples, lots of, I, I see a lot of trans women. I see um, okay. just couples that are older and I see couples that are just starting out and younger. So it's, it's a wide range of people. There's no set demographic. I will say though, that one thing that I found early on, especially with married heterosexual couples, I would get a lot of calls from men calling for me to see their wives. Really? Yes. The conversation would go something like this. Like, you know, my wife is having problems. She's just, she just doesn't want to have sex anymore. Her libido is low or she's having low sex desire. And I really don't know what's wrong. So can she make an appointment with you? (laughs) Yeah. And I said, well, you know what? She can, but it would be really helpful if you would come too. I think I know what the problem is. And the problem is on the other end of this phone. Can you believe that? Some man is calling me to fix his wife. <laughs> Therein lies the problem, Gary. That's the problem. But I can relate to that. I can relate to Absolutely. I can relate to feeling like the problem is all yeah. mine. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking that rap anymore. That's the devil's work. Exactly. I think things absolutely change as we age. Sex in your 20s is different from sex in your 30s and it's different in sex in your 40s. It evolves over time. We evolve over time. Right. And if you think about it, it should. I'm not the same person that I was 10, 20 years ago. So why exactly. would I think the same things, feel the same things, be the same person in the bedroom? I've got right. different experiences, different relationships, different abilities. So it definitely changes as you get older, but it doesn't have to dissipate or, you know, just go away. A lot of times I think that people feel like, you know, as I'm getting older, well, I only have so many more years to have sex and then that's over with. And mm-mm, that's not the case at all. And I want to just say, too, that I know I'm hoping that there are young women that are, are listening to this as well, because hopefully if they're lucky, you know, they're not having this challenge now, but they will. <laughs> and I know that yeah. um, for me, things have only gotten better. Good. Say it. For me. Say that. You know, say that. for me personally, I, I really, really enjoy <laughs> sex. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. You don't have to giggle about it. It's like, say it with your <laughs> chest. <laughs> And I guess it's just come from experience and just being open minded, because I must say that based on what my mother told me about sex, I can certainly understand why I had issues uh, for so many years. Yeah. And And what was the messaging, though? What was the messaging that your mom gave you? Shame and guilt. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. It was just a lot of shame and guilt, which is so interesting because my mother was very, and I don't want this to end up with me on the couch, okay? 
Well, listen, Gabby, you're not paying me. You're not paying me. So this is just girlfriends. If you were paying me, then we'd have a whole nother conversation. So we just, we just talking. That's all. Yeah, it was just, it was just really, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it was like the time, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. But it was just a lot of shame and guilt around sex. Like, don't let a boy put his tongue in your mouth. And, mm-hmm. you know, just making it everything kind of dirty and shameful. He did just the opposite with my daughter, yeah. with Jada. Yeah. You know, and never even shared with me that she was having these conversations <laughs> with Jada. Though I'm glad she did. Yeah. You know, because she did a good job. Jada's quite comfortable with her sexuality. And that wasn't because of me. Because mm-hmm. I shared with Jada what my mother shared with right. me and what my experiences were. Isn't that just like a grandmother, though, to go behind your back and undo everything they did? <laughs> Who does that? She never said a word. I had no idea until Jada was like an adult mm-hmm. and shared it with me. Yeah. And it's funny because I think the message when when we were younger was, it, it centered around a lot of around, especially for girls growing up, not getting pregnant. Like that was the number yes. one thing. Don't bring yes. shame to the family. Don't get exactly. pregnant. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's what that's what I felt like. I felt like she was trying to scare us, mm-hmm. you know, out oh, of not, yeah. you know, getting pregnant. And obviously it didn't work because <laughs> I had Jada when I was 17. Mm-hmm. So getting back to sex after 50, what kind of changes do you think that we can expect, you know, as our bodies get older? Yeah. So sexual functioning in and of itself. So you're looking at things like desire or libido, which we've kind of hinted at. You're looking at arousal and the physiology of your body kind of getting itself ready for sex, intercourse and orgasm and that excitement and orgasmic phase as well. So there are so many things that can change, but I think the biggest indicator or one of the biggest indicators of what's going to cause a change in your sexual functioning is going to be hormones. Right. That's one of the biggest ones. Also, you know, as you're getting older, you have relationship changes. So as people get older, they may be getting divorced. So you don't necessarily in back in dating pools and things like that. So you have a different, different set of circumstances than maybe you did 20 years ago when you got married. Right. I find that individuals that are older or getting older over 50, it's a whole new world for them just navigating how to date at this point and when to have sex and what the norms really are. One of the fastest growing populations of people with sexually transmitted infections, the most increased rate are with older adults. They're not wearing condoms. Part of that is, especially with men, there tends to be some sensitivity issues. So, so think about, think about about it this way. I'm on a medication that lowers my blood pressure. Right. Let's just say that. And erection is blood flow going to the penis. So so now I'm having erectile issues. And one of the things that helps me gain an erection is sensation and feeling. So whether that's through oral sex or through manual manipulation or masturbation Mm -hmm. or whatever, that's what helps me get hard. Right. 
So now I had to put on a condom, which condoms are designed basically to desensitize and help you to last a little bit longer, as well as to protect you from STIs. So putting on a condom for a lot of men as they get older, especially if they already have some erectile dysfunction, they don't want to do it. And that's why, because it decreases their sensitivity. And then as people get older, um, too, and as a woman, like, let's say these are two, a man and a woman um, having sex, I may have a lot of vaginal dryness. And one of the few things that I want is this latex material rubbing against the vaginal walls when I'm already having a problem with lubrication. But aren't condoms lubricated? Some of them are, and it depends on what they're lubricated with. So some people are allergic to latex. Some people are allergic to certain lubricants <laughs> so or have sensitivities to those things. So it's really important that you know what it is you're putting on and in your body. So sometimes those, some people have irritations just to the lubricant that's on the condom. Right. So it's, it's, there are lots of ways that we can like some add-ins and some additions and things that will help out with that. But also, you know, if sensitivity is an issue with, you know, prolonging intercourse, staying hard longer and all of that, you're going to want a lube that's got more staying power too. That's not going to dry out in the middle of sex because then it's not fun anymore. Right. Well, talk to me a little bit before we get into lubrication. Talk to me a little bit about the, the female vagina, because it's more than just dryness. It's also the the thinning of the lining of the vagina, correct? Yes, yes. Because I think people need to really understand what's going on with their bodies. Right. Um, And I'm not sure that everybody is is really clear. So one of the things that happens as we age is we tend to have a decrease in the amount of estrogen. Right. Right. Women do. And estrogen plays a huge role in our sexual health and our, I guess, really even the way that we feel about our sexuality. So estrogen, with low levels of estrogen, it's going to decrease your sex drive or decrease your sexual desire, your your motivation to be sexual. It increases vaginal dryness. And with vaginal dryness comes painful intercourse. Yes. So what tends to happen, that lining in the vagina tends to get a little bit, it tends to get thinner. You also have some elasticity issues, but estrogen is huge. Hormone replacement therapies and things like that that replace those estrogens is huge. And it makes a big, big improvement on people's ability to feel more sexual and want to have more sex. When sex is painful, you don't want to have it anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So even if your desire works fine, but if the sex is painful, then your desire is working fine because you don't want to have sex when it's painful. You shouldn't want to have sex when it's painful. So let's talk about, you talked a little bit about men. Is there anything else that we need to know about men as far as the changes that their bodies go through? So a lot of, I think one of the biggest thing, and we did hint on the erectile issues. So for men, when I see them in my practice, more of their concerns are about premature ejaculation or erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, meaning basically I'm ejaculating before I would like to, and then erectile dysfunction, I'm not able to obtain or maintain an erection for the length of time that I'd like, right? or the hardness that I would like. Yeah, and a lot of their issues may be from medications that they're on, correct? 
when it has to like do the blood with, pressure medication yeah. and so if it has to do with yeah definitely with erection it usually is a blood flow thing so we're talking about blood pressure we're also talking about diabetes as well so and would that affect their libido as well it, well, <laughs> so libido is a funny thing because it's tied to so many things. If your performance isn't what you want it to be, then it's not going to make you want to have sex as much. So libido, sexual desire is one's motivation to be sexual. So okay. if I am feeling like, you know, I'm not performing at my best, I can't stay hard for longer than 30 seconds. I don't want to have sex anymore because it's not fun. It's almost like the person um, that says I've never had an orgasm. They don't want to have sex because there's no payoff at the end. Yeah. (laughs) Their goal is either to last a certain amount of time or to climax or to have their partner climax. And if they can't do those things, it makes them less motivated to have sex. Got so it, it does impact the libido in a way, in a roundabout way. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of this is really is psychological too then. When someone walks in my office and says they have some sort of sexual issue, whether it's orgasm or sexual desire or um, just being aroused, I'm looking at three things. I'm looking at the biological, psychological, and social issues. Social, yeah. So biological yep. being hormones or uh, medications or illness that they've had and things like that, that would impede the physiology of whatever's impacting them. Then I'm looking at the psychological stuff. So are they depressed? Are they fatigued? How are they sleeping? Are they super anxious? Do they have difficulty with concentration or control? All of the psychological things that I would look at on a normal person and then kind of figuring out where those dots connect for them sexually. And so if you are partnered with someone that you do not like or the sex isn't what you would like it to be, yeah, I always say you're like your vagina talks to you. It really does. And it will shut down on you so fast. If you, <laughs> so sometimes that dryness is not about there being some sort of hormonal issue. But also, and I'm sure you have girlfriends that have experienced this, people stay together way past expiration dates. Right. And that's something that, you know, when I see couples like that, I want to know what it what that thing is when things turned off and what it is we can do to kind of fix that if they want to. Now, there are some couples who could care less about exactly. their Exactly. That's, that's yeah. the other thing that I wanted to say. Like some yeah. people are okay with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're, they're, they're totally fine with it. So has there ever been, not in this current relationship, right? But in previous relationships, has there ever been a time where maybe you didn't feel like having sex or your partner didn't and that became like an issue, a real issue in your relationship? Yes, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was an issue to the point where my husband at the time wanted us to go to a sex therapist. Did you go? I did not. But we were in therapy already. Uh So I did not go to a sex therapist. But, you know, I was able to have conversation about it and just release some some of that guilt and shame that I had on. But and what he said to me was, don't you want to feel good? Mm. And I had to really think about that. I had to really think about that. Like, because once I was actually engaged, I did. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. But it was just getting there. Oh, oh, oh. So you're saying like 
I didn't necessarily have the desire before sex started, but once sex got going, then it was great. Right. So the sexual desire was the part that you were missing. Right. And so you feel like it was that part of you that had been told like sex is bad. You shouldn't enjoy sex. You're just not, or what was it? I think it was a little bit of that. I think as, as time went on, it turned out to be the relationship itself and a lot of what you were saying before. Yeah. If, you're, if you're not happy in the relationship, then... Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of forcing yourself to do something that like you really not that interested in doing. And granted, people can have great sex and not like the person, right. but it doesn't necessarily right. make you desire it. It's just like, yeah. okay, well, I do it because, you know, a sister got needs. And then as time went on and I was having the phys- physiological symptoms, I felt like I was being made to feel like it was I needed to figure it out. Instead of we need to figure it out. And so that's why that example resonated with you, I think, that I gave at the beginning. Because what typically happens, especially with men, they feel like the person with the low desire is the person that's broken. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, So it was my problem. Yeah. So we're going to send her to therapy or him to therapy. I'll sit home and wait on her to get fixed. Right. And then we can go ahead. And so and that's not the way that I work. Yeah. As a sex therapist and most sex therapists won't work that way. Yeah. Because what we know is that there are two people in this relationship. And there is often something that that other person is doing or not doing that is causing the sexual desire to be low. And so whenever I would get those calls and it's just like, well, can you just see this person and fix them and send them back to me? No, I need to see you too, sir. Yeah. It could be that you have talked down to her for so many years and she's just sick of it and she doesn't like you anymore. Hello. And your behavior, she, I can't make her want to have sex with you. Actually, her vagina is working just fine. She should not want to have sex with you because yeah. of how you're acting. And so sometimes people need to hear that and see that, that it's not just because they are the identified patient. The one with the issue does not mean they are the one with the problem. Got it. Yeah. Got it. All right. So let's move on to toys and lubes, because I feel like some of these toys are very complicated. Now, I, for one, have never been someone who is really interested in using toys. I just really didn't get it. And my Mm -hmm. girlfriend, I can remember my girlfriend, (laughs) we were talking about it and it was several of them at the same time that said, you don't use toys? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no. Well, listen, when you got a man and know what he doing, you don't need Well, that's true. But it turns (laughs) out that my husband was Mm -hmm. the one who bought me my first toy. Awesome. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So it's it's fine, but it's it's a very basic yeah. toy. And sometimes I look at these things that they just look like contraptions. I'm like, I, mm-hmm. what are you supposed to? They don't come with directions. Like I almost feel like I need a video. Like you, you can show me what what I'm supposed to do with this. <laughs> Most of the toys do have videos that go with them. If you go to the actual distributor's website, oh, okay, but. You know, some of the other videos might be a little too pornographic. So toys and lube. So one of the I think one of the greatest gifts, especially as we age, 
for women and for men, one of the greatest gifts is lubricant. Yes. And which are the best? Because for <laughs> me, in my experience, it has been mm-hmm. a real struggle, seriously, because okay. I'm gonna either, either I'm putting on too much and then we're just slipping and sliding all over the place <laughs> or you know, it's not enough. You know, so it certainly does. It does depend on what it is that you're doing and what it is that you're needing at the time. So one of the best brand, the brand that I really love and I always will recommend to people is called Sliquid, S-L-I-Q-U-I-D. And they make natural and organic lubes. And that is why I like them, because all of their things, they're usually glycerin free, paraben free. And just very, very easy on the skin, the least amount of skin irritations. And they come in a lot of different variations. Okay. I have one here. This is Sliquid Oceanics. Um, This particular one is botanical infused. And so it has like carrageen, nori, and wakame. But lubricant is just so, it's it's one of those things where people just want to be a hero and don't want to use it. And you oh, no. you need to. Yeah. If your body isn't doing what it normally would do, especially as we're aging, have the lube by the bed. There is no shame right. in that. Even younger people. Right. You know, your bodies don't always work. Your vagina ain't always doing what you want it to do at the time that you want it to do it. So in terms of the types of lube, though, there are basically three main types. There's water-based, there's silicone-based, and then there's a hybrid, meaning there's a mixture of the two. Water-based lubes are really great Obviously, they're water-based. Silicone lubes tend to be a lot thicker. Yeah. Or a little bit thicker because they're not water-based. The great thing about silicone-based lubes is they have more staying power. Okay. So if you're looking for something, let's say for anal sex, I would not recommend a water-based lube because it's going to dry out quicker. And we know that the anus does not self-lubricate like the vagina does. So you want something that's actually going to stay there Mm -hmm. (laughs) and be there for a minute. But because of that thickness, a lot of people don't like it for vaginal sex sometimes. Yeah. But wa- with water-based lubes, though, even though they're great, they will dry out quicker. Okay. So you might find that you need to reapply it. So it is about, and so hybrids are really good because it's kind of the gift of both. They're a little bit thicker, but they're not as watery. Now, let me tell you what what I use too. I have like these little vaginal and suppositories that once again, my good, good friend shared with me that they were great. And it's nothing but cocoa butter. It's an estriol in it, Mm -hmm. vitamin E and beeswax. Yeah. They're these little tiny little suppositories that I that I use in 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 the vagina and they work work really really well now I still feel like I tend to need a little lubricant yeah for actual intercourse there are some women and and you probably will have some listeners that can attest to this we're just walking around during the day at the grocery store they're having like this feeling of chafing or just vaginal dryness just from walking around and so those suppositories are really great and you were talking about you were talking about anal sex which which Mm -hmm. I I would like to just touch on a little bit because in another conversation a woman was saying that vaginal penetration as she got older was so painful for her that she just could not tolerate it she chose anal sex interesting and I thought that was like that's insane I had a very brief attempt at that (laughs) 
<laughs> as a young woman. And I was like, mm-hmm. absolutely stop that right now. Don't stop. <laughs> stop. So anal sex doesn't have to be bad. Uh, one of the things that helps immensely is lube. So that is, that's step number one. And then the right type of lube is step number two. The other thing that really helps is the person that is receiving has to be in control. Mm. And that's where people make the mistake. Okay. The person that is penetrating usually tries to be in control. But because the anus does not lubricate, And because it has so many nerve endings there, it is prone to tearing. And the the skin is so thin in the anus. It is very, very much prone to tearing. So the person that's penetrating would never have an idea about it being painful. Right. The person on the receiving end would. So that's the person that kind of needs to start with movements and making sure that it goes at a pace that they need it. And a lot of people, once they switch who's in control and have the right lube and pacing is worked out, they have a better experience, but it's not something I, I usually tell people to start with the smallest thing that they have, like start with a finger before you go with the penis. Okay. And that, and that's a good thing because she never did clarify. Yeah. Anal stimulation is, is one of those things. Like I have, I have a toy here somewhere. Um, and I put it out because I didn't know we was going to talk about anal sex again. Yeah. Well, I I know that. And my husband tells me that, like, listen, there are women out here that enjoy that because I'm always like, they ooh, do. what? Ah! And he's like, listen, relax on that because there are people that actually enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and there are people that don't enjoy some things that you enjoy. So just when you think about it that way, we all have our own kink. Exactly. We all have our things that we like. But anal sex, what I'm going to show you is just is an example of a toy. This is a bit alarming for some people, but this is an anal plug and they come in different types of materials and um, iterations. This is stainless steel. Gammy. Good God. Um, and it is quite heavy. <laughs> it has some weight to it. And this could be for a man or a woman, God. right? Use a lot of lube and they come in smaller sizes and things like that. With this, if it's just for a man, it is really good for prostate stimulation. Guys tend to like this Oh, or that. And for women, sometimes a lot of women will use these butt plugs or anal beads or things like that and leave them in. They use use them for stimulation of the anus, right? Whether they're having sex or not. But I've known plenty of women to leave these types of things in while they're having sex. And the type of orgasm or the fullness that they feel. It it looks like a metal, almost like a metal dildo. But it's 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 smaller than that. Well, it's shorter than that. And you got to make sure you have the ring on the end of it, too, because you don't want anything getting stuck up in there. You need to be able to just pull it right on out. But it it looks like it does not look comfortable to me, but it does have kind of a curve in it. Yeah. Kind of. So I guess that's where the prostate. Yeah, it's going to go right on in. Yeah. And then it'll hit the prostate in a way that is super stimulating to guys. And then, like I said, for women that use these, they just have the words that they use are like fullness. Like if they're have this inserted in the anus while they're having sex, there is a different type of stimulation orgasm or vaginal orgasm that they get. That's interesting. I'm going to let that stay right over there though. (laughs) 
I'm do it. That's fine. That's that is absolutely fine. So can we talk? Can we talk about your G spot, Gammy? I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What you want to talk about my G-spot? What about it? Have you found it? Do you know where she is? Okay. I just found her recently. What's going on? What's the name? For women that don't know, I think I always love to talk about that just because a lot of people feel like, okay, a clitoral orgasm. Yeah, I know what that is. I have those all the time. Vaginal orgasms. Okay. But the G-spot orgasm seems to be pretty elusive. It is. For a lot of people, they either feel like they don't have a G-spot or they never had the orgasm or if they've had it, they've had it once or twice or and what usually happens is they don't allow themselves to have it. So the G spot, I'm going to stand up just for okay. a minute. Although I know like this is a podcast and folks can't always see. I can see. Okay. Yes. And you'll tell the people. <laughs> so if you're standing up in front of me, it, if, if I were to insert my right. fingers this way, mm -hmm. right. It is about two to three inches up here. Right. In, within the vaginal wall, pelvis, all of that, right? right? So about two yes. to three inches. And it's going to feel kind of like a bean okay. or a pea, a lima bean. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah, a little bit of puffy. Yeah, kind yeah. of puffy. So with prolonged stimulation of the G-spot, you will have a different type of orgasm than like your clitoral orgasm or your vaginal orgasm. And a lot of women will report squirting, which is... Mm a gush of fluid when they have an orgasm. A lot of times it's going to feel like you're peeing. 
or that you have to pee. So when you're in bed or when you're wherever you are with your partner and they're stimulating you with their hands or even if it's with a toy and you start to have that feeling of, oh my gosh, I have to pee, I got to stop. A lot of times it's not that you have to pee. It's just that the G-spot sits next to the skin's gland. So the G-spot with prolonged stimulation, it becomes a lot more pronounced or more engorged with blood, right? So that makes it thicker. And when that happens, is that it starts to press up against the bladder, that engorgement, that little lump that you're starting to feel, it's going to press up against the bladder. And for some people, that causes what feels like contractions of the bladder or spasming of those bladder muscles. And it's usually not that you have to pee, but that sensation is what's making you feel as though you do. And if you're one of those lucky or blessed individuals who has experienced a G-spot orgasm, you know, if you're having that prolonged stimulation, while it may seem like or feel like you're gonna pee, that fluid is actually coming from the skein's gland, which sits right next to the urethra on either side. And that is thought to be kind of a female prostate. And it is an ejaculate. It is not urine, but it is a hell of a good time. And it's a great orgasm. <laughs> and I like to say that it's a neat party trick for people that actually can do it. But more often than not, if you're feeling like you have to urinate or pee, um, and you know that your bladder is empty, just ride that feeling on out and you will probably have one of the best orgasms of your life. And to ensure that you don't pee, just pee before you start. Pee before you start lovemaking, pee before you start your intercourse, pee before you start, like just pee first. And then you don't have to worry about that. You'll already know in your mind, okay, this is not, I don't have to pee because I just peed. Yeah, well, that, that was very interesting when I found that spot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I bet it was. I found that spot myself. (laughs) (laughs) When you have those vibrators, and I think you mentioned some of these that kind of have a curve at the top Mm -hmm. or the rabbit or a hook or whatever, a lot of times it's so that it gets to that G spot. So sometimes when they have those tips on them that look a little funny or they curve over, that's for G-spot pleasure. That's what those toys are for. Okay. So I'm going to scare you again, Gammy. I'm so sorry. In advance. This is another toy. It's by by the same company. It's called Enjoy, N-J-O-Y. And it's this. Ah, What in the entirety (laughs) are you supposed to do with that huge thing? It's not that big. It's It's long. It is long, but the whole thing isn't going in there, Gammy. My goodness. So here's the thing. This is called a pure wand. It looks like a great big smiley face. That's the shape of it. The smile part. Yeah, but it really does big smile. And it hooks right, leads you right to the G spot. The thing about the loops, so you could use a a water-based or a silicone-used loop with something like this. Um, but most of the toys that you have um, on the market today are going to be some form of silicone. And you never want to use, this is super important, you never want to use a silicone lube with a silicone toy. Wow. It sounds kind of 
it, it sounds like you would want to do that. But what happens with silicone loops is they start to break down the integrity down. of the toy. Ah. And so you end up getting more bacteria and things like that in it. And then the toy, you end up having to throw the toy away sooner than you would. Now, that is that is one thing, too, about the metal Mm-hmm. Um, toys that you've been showing, it does look like they're easier to clean and Absolutely. maintain. Not a whole lot of crevices. and Yeah, and with any of those, make sure that they're, I always say medical grade silicone is what I look for and it'll say it on the package. Sometimes you do have to spend a little bit more, but I think it's so much better and those products are safer. You want to um, try and make sure that they don't have things like parabens or phthalates, which is a toxic gas kind of chemical that they put to preserve uh, toys and things. You don't want those in those products because you're putting those toxins then into your body. So right. medical grade products. So stainless steel is great. Medical grade silicone glass is really good. Now we got to get these men involved. So the next two that I'm going to show you are for men okay. or, or couples toys. I say couples okay. toys. They're for men, but it really is going to benefit you. So okay. one of the things that guys tend to be intimidated by, obviously, are those big dildos, the big penises with the rabbit on the end and the pearls that spin around and all the because their penises will never do that. Right. And so a lot of times they feel like, well, if you going if you doing that, like, what can I do? That's a lot of times why they don't like toys. So what we want to do is kind of empower guys they don't have to be scared of it. And I think we can include them in the process. So this is one thing that I recommend to include them in the process is a penis ring. Yes. This is a a different type of penis ring. Again, this is a rechargeable toy, medical grade silicone. This expands. So it goes Mm -hmm. over the penis and at the base of the penis. So closest to the body. Right. Right. And so what happens is as he becomes erect, it, causes the blood flow to stay at the penis. So if I have a guy who has problems with maintaining an erection, a penis ring is really, really good because it's going to attract blood flow towards the end of the penis. So you're supposed to put that on in the beginning before he gets erect? Yes. Okay. Or at the beginning of the process. Process, right. Beginning of the process is a little bit easier. But even after he's erect, it's going to stretch. So yeah, you can put it on after he's erect. And then it traps blood flow there. The great thing about this one is that it vibrates. Right. So he then feels like he's got a penis as a power tool. As he's penetrating you, you're feeling that vibration too. So you're getting clitoral stimulation. Oh. This. See? Okay, because I, I, I had one of those that I didn't know how to use. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people wait until they're erect to put them on. Okay. Which I think is fine. Just put it on base of the penis, turn it on. It vibrates. He feels amazing because he feels like he's doing something he ain't never done before. It's so erotic. And then for you, he starts to, his penis does kind of vibrate a little bit. But as he's, as he's going in and out penetrating, you're feeling that on your clitoris, which is so nice. You will love it. You will love, you will love this and you will love it. So definitely try it. Okay. I definitely try this. And I have one. Yes. All right. You don't have to go shopping. All now right. The next, <laughs> you got homework today, girl. <laughs> homework. <laughs> now the next one is another one that you're going to be like, "What in the world is that?" So this last one is one that does confuse people when they see it, but they get it. Have you seen something that looks like this? I have, and I wh- what's you don't I don't know how that does. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I'm gonna explain this to you too. Do you have one of these? No, I don't. Okay. You're gonna get one. So oh. this is a WeVibe, W-E-V-I-B-E. And they have a lot of different versions of this. They're probably up to like five or six now. But what this is, is a couple's toy. You can use this individually for you or it can be for you and him. I love it as a couple's toy. This is a toy that I give to people when they get married. Like this is my wedding gift. This bottom part is inserted in you. And this is a rechargeable toy too. There's a little itty bitty hole. I don't even think you can see. You can barely see it. It's right here. Mm -hmm. And it's waterproof. So let's say this is the vagina, mm-hmm. right? It go, the bottom part goes in just like this. Right. Okay. So it's inside the vagina. Clitoris is here. So this part is vibrating. So you're getting clitoral stimulation, right? He enters you here. So he's feeling the vibration on his penis. And, and as he enters, it's pushing up against your G-spot. So you're getting clitoral and G-spot stimulation and his penis is getting stimulated. So this is, you have to have this. You have to. This is great. Wow. We got. And it's medical grade silicone again. So this is something that's super easy to clean and you'll use a water-based lubricant with this. The cock ring and the wee vibe. I'm definitely feeling the the wee vibe. All right. So on to debunking some of these sexual myths that are out here because there there are plenty. So number one, after menopause, women experience a permanent decrease in libido. True or false? False, false, false. Some people do experience increases and or decreases. I think that sexual desire, hands down, is the number one thing that brings people into my office when they have a low sexual desire. But the truth is that 80% of women at some point in their life will have low sex desire. Exactly. Almost all. And I actually think that that number is higher. I think all of us will experience it at some point. It ebbs and flows. It fluctuates depending on where you are in the relationship, where you are in life cycle, where you just are in life. So Exactly. Exactly. Because I know like in my fifties, I really, I was going through a lot of medical issues at that time too. And mm-hmm. so I had a huge drop in my libido, but now, you know, now I'm in my sixties and it seems like my libido has really come back full force. And I think a lot of that has to do with my relationship as well. Mm-hmm. You know? And probably too, your relationship with yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. And having been through all of that. So I always okay. tell my friends who are struggling, like, keep hope alive. It'll <laughs> come back. Don't, don't no worry. Yeah. Come you know, back. they always say, you know, I th- and I think it's important to remind, and I've been reminding myself of this all year, 2020, is this too shall pass. So right. even if it's a good time that you're having and great sex, this too shall pass. It might. But if it's bad, this too shall pass. It will right. pass. Right. Okay. Uh, myth number two. Orgasms disappear after menopause. True or Child false? No. Child yeah. no. We ain't doing that. Exactly. We, we ain't living that life. <laughs> That's the truth. I, I can definitely, that. definitely attest to that. That no, is they false. may be a little bit more challenging to get at times, and you may find different types of orgasms as you age. Just like you, you just found your G spot. Right. Hallelujah. <laughs> but there are people who have anal orgasms and find a different type of orgasm. Wow. Um, yeah. So I think our orgasmic 
capacity changes over time. Whereas, you know, some women say, you know, a clitoral orgasm, I always get it. And then there becomes a time when like, it's not as easy to get or a vaginal orgasm has been evasive all these years, but finally they're able to have them. So it, it's going to fluctuate the type of orgasm you have is it, things will work sometimes and not. That's why position, different positions are great and toys are awesome. Okay. One thing you do, you just talked about is positioning. Mm -hmm. What is the best way to try to introduce different positions there are you can get these on Amazon or sex toy shops and even some just regular Barnes and Noble freestanding bookstores will have books of sex positions Mm -hmm. and I think those are great because a lot of times we get stuck in our head about the positions that we've always done or that our partner has always done and we can't really think outside of the box sometimes it takes a visual of seeing a different position to say I'm Nobody can do that or you know right. let me do it. and so I think trying different positions is great and especially especially as we age certain positions may cause pain so lying on your back might not be the thing for you for a long period of time if you have let's say sciatic nerve problems or different types of issues or maybe leg pain will cause you not to be able to do a certain position. So definitely as we age we have to think about different positioning. Another kind of pseudo toy is a wedge. A lot of there are a lot of Liberator makes one. I think Candy makes one now. Candy makes one. And I, you know, I actually just saw that recently and I was like, wow, I think I might want to try that. It's a good idea, especially because it takes pressure off certain areas of the body. It allows you to position yourself. So before buying it, if you're trying to decide uh, if this will be helpful or not, use use stacking of pillows Mm -hmm. to see how it, if you have kind of an adjustable mattress, use that to your advantage as well just to see if a different positioning of your head or your hips or your legs would help. But those position books really do help because I think sometimes we get kind of stuck in our ways and don't think about things. But if you take it, take positioning and use that as kind of your sex toy, a lot of people find greater comfort. Also like straps and I know swings and all of those kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Those aren't necessarily the things that people envision themselves having in their bedroom, but they certainly do help, especially when we talk about like disability or not being able to have like missionary style sex or I need to be sitting up because of how, you know, my back or my leg pain or whatever. You can still have sex and have some ailments and things going on. You just have to have the right supports in place to be able to do it. Right. And what would you say is the best way to introduce that kind of discussion, though? I still find it just a tad bit awkward. So one th- one thing that I would suggest is to have people listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> just say, you know what? Will you listen to this podcast with me? And then we can talk about it afterwards. What did you learn? <laughs> Let me tell you what I took away. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so that kind of thing. I think also one thing that I, I do have people do, especially when they're in my office and granted they're in my office because they have some sort of issue. Yeah. I love a good always, sometimes, and never list for people. So always are the things, and and couples will work on theirs independently and then share it with people. But when it comes to sex, like these are the things that I will always do. I'm always down for oral sex. I'm always going to, you know, kiss the back of your neck like you like it or whatever it is. 
sometimes we can do anal, but just don't be expecting that every time because I got to get my mind around that. There's always, there are these always sometimes and never things and then get a person, get each of you in the, um, in the relationship to write your own list and then swap them out, share them with each other. That's one way. Oh, that's a good way. I like that. I like that. And then once we get that book of positions, right, I would, if it's a paper book, and I know we don't necessarily want to destroy books, but one thing that you could do is tear out each page ball it up or fold it up, put it in a big basket or jar and each night draw when one. You wanna have, yeah. And then it's the surprise. Oh, that's cool. That's a great idea yeah. too. See, I like that. Okay, cool. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for sharing your, you your expert so advice. You guys can find all of Dr. Tiffany's information on our website, drtiffany.com. And we will definitely need to have a part two so I can share. Yes, because you got homework, girl. And I need to know everything to have. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Here are a few takeaways from my conversation with Dr. Tiffany. Number one, the person with the problem is not always the one causing it. Hmm. Number two, aging is a process. We all will go through it if we're blessed. So give yourself grace. Number three, the always, sometimes, never list. Great idea to start a conversation about trying new things. Number four, no silicone on silicone. Got it? No silicone on silicone. Remember that. That's important. Number five, remember to pee first before sex. And on that note, I'm headed out to get my wee vibe. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you again to my guest, Dr. Tiffany Davis-Henry. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the episode. Follow me on Instagram at Adrian Banfield Norris to share with me your thoughts on the episode. I'm here, I'm talking, and I'm listening. And as always, stay grateful. Positively Gam is produced by Westbrook Audio. Executive producers, Adrian Banfield-Norris, Jada Pinkett-Smith, Amanda Brown, and Fallon Jethro. Co-executive producer, Sim Hoti. Segment producer, Ash Francis. Associate producers, Erica Ron and Colby Hartberg. Editor and mixer, Calvin Bailiff. Positively Gam is in partnership with Art 19. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.